This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, so we're going to be discussing today a very important principle in life. How to balance shalom, peace, and keeping the peace. This has to do with Parashat Pinchas and also this week's parasha, which is Parashat Matot. We're going to learn a little bit of the Orachayim Kadosh on the parasha and learn some very important lessons. So after the whole ordeal at the end of Parashat Balak that the, uh, that the daughters of Midian, they, uh, they, they trapped the Bnei Israel in sinning. Because of them they served Baal Peor, a tremendous plague. And we all know what happened, uh, that Zimri came with Kozbi Batsur and Asmosha Rabbeinu is, is this lady allowed or not? And if she's not allowed, who gave you permission to marry Tzipora? What a big chutzpah. And then Moshe Rabbeinu comes back and, uh, and, and he, uh, he, he tells Pinchas, go ahead, kill, kill, uh, kill Zimri. And the plague stopped. And there was Shalom, finally, between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everyone else that was dying. The plague stopped. And now in Parashat Matot... Hashem commands Moshe Rabbeinu in Perek Lamedale, Vaidaber Adonai Moshe Lemor, Nekom Nikmat Bnei Yisrael Meta Midianim. Take revenge on the Midianim. Achar Te'asef Elamecha. Then you could go peacefully back and, uh, and you, could, uh, you could die peacefully. What? This is the last thing that Moshe Rabbeinu has to do. It seems to be that it's dependent upon this. And not only that, Hashem asks no less than Pinchas. Pinchas should be the one should go out to the war. Moshe Rabbeinu to send them out. He didn't go himself. And he also told Pinchas to go out. Now the truth is, I should close the door maybe if you don't mind. The, the truth is, the Orachim HaKadosh asks that why does Moshe Rabbeinu have to be in charge of the revenge and he didn't even go out to the war? And it's like, it's a revenge. It's just, it's, it's, it seems to be that it was part of the mission that Moshe Rabbeinu has to tell them, specifically, take revenge. What is revenge? What's our concept of revenge over here? And what's the concept that, that B'nai Yisrael had to go out and really eradicate Midian and... And Moshe Rabbeinu had to pump the nation of Am Yisrael to do a nekama, to do a revenge. So Orachim HaKadosh explains something very important. It says like this. What happened, you know, I was learning recently a halacha that in, uh, in, in the laws of uh, tefillah that you're not allowed to make any hefsek, any interruption, once you start Baruch She'amar to Yishtabach. Correct. Not allowed to make any interruption. But, once you hit Yishtabach, then you could interrupt. Nevertheless, it says that somebody who interrupts for no purpose whatsoever, the Yerushalmi says, That means, if he's somebody that's on the front lines, and he's the type of guy that speaks between Yishtabach and Baruch Hu, don't fight in the war. No. What's the big deal? It's not such a big avera. It's worse to speak between Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach. And here it says specifically, if he goes out to war and he likes to schmooze between Yishtabach and Baruch Hu, 
come back from the war. So the Orchaim and Parashat Korach, Perak Tetzayin, Pasuk Chafalaf explains like this, that there are times where we have a judgment against us already. And as long as we're protected, we're okay. But if we slip, then we're at a stage of sakana, chas v'shom, something can happen to us. That's why I tell people, driving fast, it's not that if you're, if you're, if you're a person who is like, who has zichuyot, you'll be for sure okay. It's all, whenever you put yourself in a situation of danger, skydiving, uh, going under the Titan, going uh, under the sea to see the Titanic, or anything else, you better have a lot of zechut and be totally clean from Averot. Because if you're not, even though you're not deserving chas v'shalom to, 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 to die because of this little Averot speaking between Yishtabach and Baruch Hu, but then already you don't have that same protection and Hashem might not make you a ness to, to pull you out of it. So driving recklessly is very dangerous. Because you have, you need a nace sometimes to be saved. So, and sometimes you don't have that nace because you're not on that level that you speak between Yishtabach and Baruch. So, said the Rachel, the same thing too over here. B'nai Israel, they 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 are ready to be nokem nikmata midyanim. Now, once they go out to war, even a little bit of an avera could get them. And these people, they still did cheta egel, right? We're not talking about the people who sinned. These are not the people who sit, so they're clean from Averot, you would think. So no. No. Maybe from the side of Averot of Cheta Egel, they still had. And they still are, and they're still being, they're still be hanging on a string. So Hashem saying, go out for a mitzvah. Nekom nikmata midyanim. And Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them, go, and he's being ma'orah them. You're not just going out to war. You're doing a mitzvah, nikma nikmata midyanim. And ze kavanat Hashem hu itchakmut beseder anyan learim amechusha amor to pull away any sakana that they might have that they're going to war just like that. It's going on a mitzvah, and then he doesn't say this explicitly, but I think that's what he means. Shomer mitzvah lo yedavara. There's going to be a mitzvah that's going to protect them. Otherwise, they're in big danger. The truth you have to think about it. Many times we we get into situations in life where. We don't know whether we sh- it's a mitzvah to fight or it's not a mitzvah to fight. So it's always nice to have shalom, right? And the truth is, people think that Zimri was such a big Russia. You have to remember, he was Rosh Nasi Avod. He was, he was a holy man. He was what Nasi People were scared of how holy he was. So what did he do? He brought Cosby. He brought a, a, a Midian lady to sin with her. Rashi says what happened is, is that when everybody was dying, they went up to Zimri and said, well, you're just sitting over here while we're all dying. Do something! So what did he do? What did he do? He took Cosby and he said like this, I'm going to try to reverse the whole logic. Everyone is dying because it's an Avera. If I convince Moshe that it's not an Avera, Kalal Yisrael never sinned. Could be he never wanted to sin with, with Cosby. That wasn't his intention at all. But he wanted to show that Am Yisrael are tzaddikim. So what did he do? He took Cosby and he played a trick that the old conservative and reform movement do. It's not that bad, you know, that they're sinning, but really it might be allowed. He started uh, doing a whole pilpul why it's allowed. Then, once you start doing that, 
There is no shalom. You're trying to achieve shalom by bending the truth. Eh, maybe it's allowed to sin with Cosby or not. That's an old mistake that the reform and conservative have done. And every time they've done it, we see the results. People, you know, people thought that, you know, that's the new wave to go. Great people thought this way. You know, there was one student of the Holy Noda Yehuda. His name was Aaron Chariner. He was a student in the 18, early 1800s. And he got smicha when he was 17 years old. Brilliant person. And he started being matir, a bunch of things like, uh, like organ playing and, 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 and not having to say Kriyata Torah with the nigunim. Not such terrible things you would think. Not, not a Jew playing the organ, a Goy playing the organ, of course. All, all these type of teshuvot. And the Khatam Sofer came out like fire against him. He called him Acher. Aaron, he wouldn't even call him his name, but he's called Acher. Some, some people called him the Sitra Harina, like the Sitra Achra. And he was a Talmud Chacham much greater than all of us. But the Khatam Sofer saw in his Teshuvot that he was trying to bend the truth in order to, in order to have a, uh, in order to have like some type of continuity in Am Yisrael, because otherwise they're not going to be able to survive from all of this enlightenment. And who was right? The Reform and Conservative are petering out. And the, the ones who are Torah true that don't bend the truth are getting stronger and stronger. And the Teshuvot of the Khatam Sofer, I mean, I just have a Teshuvot over here in Chilik Vav and the Likutim. Take a look in Siman Pei Dalid and Siman Tzadi. He, 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 he speaks so strong against them. And this was a Talmud Chacham you, would, you wouldn't think. He says, Nier mekatshe me'at al yidei anshe b'nei b'nei b'li o Torah kamu ve'asitu livnot bama le'atzmam oy le'enayim she'ra'u marit sifre murius noget tzedek ve'ornoga ikar smicha al Aaron chariner Oy lo le Arad, Arad is the city where is the rabbi in. Oy lo le Arad she pagabo that he that he came to Arad and he he harmed it. And 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 like whoa, it's like he was fighting against somebody who you would think, what do you mean? He's trying to help Am Yisrael. He's a rabbi with a long beard, massive Talmud Chacham, a student of the Noda Yehuda. The Chatam Sofer already saw the danger in him, and he says. And, and he goes on in Siman, in Siman Pei Dalet also. He has no mercy. And he says there, he goes on and on. And he, he rips it up. He's very, very upset about it. Because when you bend the truth, that's not called shalom. Shalom is only worth an ultimate shalom if it's worth something living. But if you have no morals, no moral compass, you're doing shalom for what? Pinchas del the ultimate shalom because he went kina le'elokav for emet, so the emet has truth and he brought shalom between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael that there stopped to be a megefa. That was an ultimate shalom that lasted. And Orachaim Hakadosh says in in Parshat Pinchas that's why Hashem has, he saved a bunch of Am Yisrael that they lived for generations. Each one of those that were saved had thousands and tens of thousands of descendants. So Hashem gave him the kahuna that also lasts for generations and generations. Mida kenegin mida. That's what we. Can't fall into that trap in thinking that it's always good to have shalom. I want to tell you an unbelievable thing I saw from the Peleyoets. Rav Papo, a holy Rav, he's buried in Bulgaria. And he writes the following. In the, he has different Alpida Aleph Bet, he writes in Peleyoets, what's shalom? Making sure that 
Shalom ben ish le ishto, always be nice to your wife, nice to, smiling to people, helping out people. But then at the end, the last thing, and that making shalom with all your friends that you think are friends, he said, be careful. Because there are those that it's better for you that they're far away. And there are those that are better for you that are close by. That means, don't think that just because there's a value of shalom in the world, that means that you should be friends with anyone. And even a guy who comes to your house and speaks Lashon Hara all day and wants to show you uh, 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 things that are immoral on the computer or on this app and on that, on that type of social media. So, but no, I have shalom. I have to be friends with everyone. No! That's not called shalom. That you have to fight and make sure that they don't come into your vicinity and you can be nice from far away, says Rav Papo. Not close. So a person has to understand that shalom means for the ultimate of emet, not bending the shalom, as we see examples in the past with Aaron Kharina and others, that that just spiraled downwards. That's unfortunately, when you, fight for, when you fight for the proper principles, you have to know that you give tremendous shalom when it's necessary. But when it's going to harm your truths of emet, you have to know how to protect yourself. All right? That's the lesson from Parashat Matot. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.